Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and today on the show, it's a quick one for your Monday morning commute home or for that lunchtime ride. We are going to talk about two headlines to come out of the outdoor industry and community in the past week. I'm going to give you my thoughts on Deckers ditching Senuk and the demise of Eureka. All that for you, the dear, dear listeners and consumers of all things outdoors, and all for the low, low price of, well, free. So, let's start the show. First up today, it's the end of Sanook. As part of Decker's portfolio of brands per SGB Media last week, Decker's announced that it is, quote, the company announced today the intent to divest the Senuk brand, which was acquired in 2011. Decker said consumers have long valued Senuk for its fun, innovative, and comfort-first products, and the company will be working to find the right owner to support the brand's next chapter, end quote. So Senuk came out originally in 1997. I first encountered the brand at outdoor retailer in the mid-2000s, and the original Senuk shoe was definitely a shoe of its time. Uh, marketed as a sandal, even though it was a shoe, the implication was all about comfort and fun. And the frayed, intentionally shabby look of Senuk fit in perfectly with the pop culture and youth fashion trend of the early aughts. Deckers, as big companies often do, swooped in and bought the brand in 2011 for $120 million. And to make room, Deckers then sold off Simple Shoes. Simple somehow stayed on life support before finding a home at Kendui Holdings, where Simple seems to be thriving today. And that's the interesting part of the story to me, the sliding doors moment of Senuk versus Simple and where things are now. Looking at their lines next to each other, overall the silhouettes, the colors, and styles from Senuk just aren't that relevant in 2023. They never really brought anything to market after their initial design other than actual sandals or shoes that are similar to what other brands already offer. There are styles with interesting colorways and patterns, but that's a tough gambit because it's both subjective and who will dig that look, and all you're really doing is trying to make mass-accepted funkiness, individuality on a large scale. But those who seek out funky styling and shoes and apparel will typically run the other way when they see an attempt of standing on their corner by a big brand. Now, at the same time, Simple has gotten better with age. Now, I'm basing a lot of this on what I see from young people, the young people who live in my house, you know, my kids, who are 12 and 17. They and their peers all wear a steady stream of go-to silhouettes. Chuck Taylors, Nike Air Force Ones, and Vans, along with brands like Dr. Martens. The shabby frat boy look of Sanook would never break into the rotation, but I could definitely see simple fitting in. And I don't have hard figures to work off of from Simple, but it does seem that, according to my light Googling, they are a good bit smaller revenue-wise than Sanook. So it does beg the question, what if Deckers had chosen to stand by Simple and passed on Sanook 12 years ago? Given the way footwear fashion trends have worked out, I think you can make the case that Simple could be a real player with today's youth. Not that it really matters all that much to Deckers, because Hoka is absolutely crushing it for them. So what does the future hold for Sanook? Well, who knows? I'm sure they'll land somewhere, but I don't think it's going to be super easy to move them with any financial upside. The best home would probably be with someone like Wolverine, so Sanook could be slotted in next to Merrill, Chaco, Saucony, and Sperry, but only time will tell here. So if and when Sanook gets moved, you can bet we'll talk about it here in the Rock Fight. In the meantime, I got to admit, I'm sort of smitten on what I'm seeing over on Simple's website, so I may have to pick up a pair of those. 
For our second story, Gear Junkies' Andrew McLemore reported this week that Johnson Outdoors has announced they are shutting down Eureka! Exclamation point. There's an exclamation point in the brand. Eureka! Exclamation point. I won't say that every time from here on out. Details were pretty scarce for the future of the brand, but this is a way bigger deal than you may think it is. I was texting with Justin Hausman, who comes on The Rock Fight every week to dig into outdoor topics with me, and neither of us had any idea the history of the Eureka brand. Because if you dig into it like I did after this story came out, you'll find out that Eureka has been around since 1895. They started out as a maker of horse blankets and canvas wagon covers. Like, canvas wagon covers. Like, like old-school Western pioneer horse-drawn wagons. They started making tents for the U.S. military during World War II. And after the war, they started making tents for everyday folks who were discovering the outdoors. That eventually led to Eureka being the tent brand that Sir Edmund Hillary took with him on his Himalaya expedition in Nepal in 1960s, six years after his famous first ascent of Everest. Eureka was also the tents that went with Jim Whitaker's team in 1963 on the first successful attempt to summit Everest by an American. And that all kept going through the end of the 20th century when Eric Simonson took Eureka tents with him up Everest to search for George Mallory's body. So their demise into outdoor irrelevancy at big box retail is a pretty recent thing, because despite the brand making it on the big expeditions at the end of the 20th century, I can tell you, they were not a cool brand at the time. I was working in outdoor stores then, and looking legit when going outside was important within your group of outdoorsy friends. If I if I had shown up for a trip with a Eureka tent, it would definitely have gotten some snarky comments. So better to just invest in that mountain hardware tent instead. And then Eureka definitely became an entry-level big box camping brand, leading it to the reputation it has today with folks like Justin and myself. But learning about their history and how important and relevant Eureka was in so many key moments in the history of our industry, it definitely bums me out that we won't have them around anymore. Uh, It's unclear right now what Johnson's planning to do with the brand, unsure if they're planning to sell it off to somebody else to make Eureka products, but I hope they do because it seems like a brand that could reliably lean on its heritage to be relevant again down the road. We'll see. But that's it. That's our show for today. Please follow or subscribe and give us a five-star rating and leave a friendly review. That would be super appreciated. Did you enjoy today's news? Then maybe you'll like Treehouse Brewing Company's Eureka Blonde Ale. Because nothing says you love this beer or going outside more than yelling, Eureka! Send your feedback and emails to myrockfight at gmail.com. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. And here to take us out is less than Jake frontman Krista Makes with the Rock Fight fight song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. Rock Fight!